Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations, where we explore the hidden disability sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities. Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations with me, Chantelle. Today I'm joined by Jacob. Jacob is 16 years old and lives with his parents in Ireland. Jacob's parents head up FASD Ireland and also the Hidden Disability Sunflower Ireland. Jacob has fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, which is known as FASD. Hi, Jacob. How are you today? I'm good. And yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I know that you have just finished school for the day, so I hope you're not too tired. Oh, I'm all good. <laughs> so as I, as I mentioned, you are currently in school, yeah? Yeah, I am fifth year, so I don't know what the equivalent is there, but going into second last year of school. Okay, so is that uh, your A level? A levels, yeah, A levels. And do you enjoy school? I I probably enjoy it more than most people my age because when we're away from school, I just want to be back in school. I love learning. I love taking in new information. I just enjoy it a lot. That's brilliant. That is quite unusual. <laughs> no, it's really good. So, um. Can I ask, does the, does the school support your needs as you have FASD? I mean, I, I would say so. I mean, I get an SNA, which helps me through the class, and a lot of the teachers are incredible in uh, how it takes me longer to process certain things that they're saying and stuff. They're more than happy to go and repeat it again or explain it in a different way so that I can understand it. So a lot of the teachers are very, very good in making sure I actually understand what's going on and um, processing it correctly and stuff so you mentioned there about processing can you tell me what is living with fsd like for you what does it mean to you i mean especially for me i know myself it, doing things immediately when people ask a lot of school is i've asked you to do this do it now and i find it very difficult to even get that it's it's like swiss cheese the brain's like swiss cheese you have your little holes in it and you're at A and the teacher's instructions are B. But there's like a little hole in the way. So you've got to go around to C and then to D and then come back to B to get there. So it takes it takes that time, which is what we call the 21 second delay. So it takes a time to for it takes a time in between an instruction to then actually get it done. So I have a habit of saying no to a lot of things that I'm asked, not in a I'm not going to do this in a no, my brain hasn't fully processed what you've asked me to do yet. I need time to give you the answer you answer you want. So it's, it's a lot of struggle on processing things and making sure I do things in the correct way and remembering things. Memory is a big thing like lists. I need stuff written down. If, if I get asked to do something, any more than three things, my brain's I can't, I remember like the first two and then it's just a struggle to remember the rest. And and are they are they the two main things, would you say? Uh, definitely my two main things, remembering and processing instructions immediately. So therefore it's really important that the school is able to understand your needs to support you. Absolutely. And I, so they, def they definitely do, especially with my teaching assistants and like SNAs. They, uh, they're incredible for re reminding me of things that I'm meant to be doing in class and helping me to like making sure like sort of reminding some of the teachers that might forget because teachers are teaching a class of however many kids 
and like always keeping that in the back of their mind that I need extra time. Sometimes it's hard for them, especially in the more writing heavy and work heavy subjects. So like sciences and English and stuff. It's it's a lot of the SNA reminding me that I'm supposed to be doing this question or that we're meant to do all of these questions, you know, when they list out, can you do A, B, C, D, and then go to question seven and do B and C. I remember the first lot, but they remind me that the other questions I'm meant to do. So, so does your learning um, support, do they come accompany you to every lesson? Uh, if the one lesson, in each subject? The, lesson, the lessons I need. Uh, there are some some classes like art and like biology and certain other stuff like PE and stuff. A lot a lot of the classes I have them but might not need them. They're there in case I need them. So especially in our school we have a lot of well, we have a an, a fair amount of children with additional needs in school. So we have enough SNAs and teaching assistants to to take up like to to look after the kids but it doesn't mean that we can have one in every single class which is fine for me but not for some other kids you know they might need it in every class but I need it in certain subjects more than others so I can I can manage in my subjects that I really love and I have that passion and drive to because I can kind of just push in and just go you know what I just ignore everything my brain is telling me just keep just do it you know and a lot of the subjects where it's kind of just one thing, you get told, draw this. That's fine. That's, that's draw this. I can do that. Or do this experiment. I'll figure it out as I'm going along. It's not do this, then do this, then do this. Yeah, it's the, it's those several step process. Yep. And um, when do you think that you became, because you're 16, you're a young, young man. Um, when do you think you became aware of what your needs were? were because you explained that so well about the the swiss cheese and the holes and getting trying to get from a to b um really articulately do you remember when you became aware of okay this is what i need and this is why i'm struggling because it must have been super frustrating before then i mean especially i think the whole way through primary school i had not a notion of what was what was causing anything to be honest I think I'd say my knowledge and my ability to explain to people and help people to understand how I go is from dad starting up this company and getting the knowledge to everyone else that then it's come straight to me. Because even for us, it took us a long while to figure out exactly what caused those things. So I'd say it's over the last year, maybe two years, but the the, the time building up to starting the company and throughout the, the time of having the company. Are there any other challenges that you face maybe in school or outside of school? Um, I think one of my, mostly the the key things that I struggle with, everything else I can kind of just shove under and just kind of just get away with not not really focusing on too much. But I think the biggest problem I have with it is my rugby and my sports. For following, whilst, whilst you're in the height of a game, You've got all that pressure of the game going on. You've got all the stress. You've got to remember your job. You've got to remember to be in a certain place. And in rugby, it's a lot of people telling you what to do 24-7. So you've got to listen to one person and listen to another person. And it's flipped off. So then I tend to get really frustrated. And then I tend to get cards and stuff. But I think especially there has to be credit given to my, my coach for the last four or five years who's worked really closely with dad to work on figuring out a coaching style that works 
with children with additional needs. So he's become a very helpful coach. And because at the start, he had not a, not a notion what was going on, but with working with dad and getting to know me more over the four or five years I've been playing with him, it's it's gotten a lot easier for me to play in matches. I don't get into trouble as much. I don't get as many yellow cards or red cards because we've figured out ways of working around it. So when you play rugby, have you had any injuries? Uh, I've had quite a few injuries. I've dislocated my shoulder, slipped my kneecap, uh, I've sprained my both my like in total about five times, and I broke these three fingers and sprained most of them. But I I think another thing to do with my condition is acknowledging pain and actually going. Actually, maybe I should take a break and that determination just wanted to keep on going. So I know a lot of my injuries, I've had them and I've just carried on playing because it's it's harder for me to sit down on a sideline and watch people do something I love than, you know, I'd rather play through the pain because I'm actually doing something I love because it yeah. hurts to sit and watch people. And is that something that your nobody can stop you? Like your coach can't? Oh, no, if I like, if I feel an injury and I know the coach is going to go, actually, you're going to sit out. I'm not going to tell the coach. I'm just, I'm, I'm just not just because that's going to risk having to come off the field. Yeah. I'm, I'm not willing to do that. You know, I'm too, yeah. I, I care too much about the team. I, I, I want to do everything. I'm, I'm, I play a big role in the team. So without me there, like I replace people's positions. Like I play in my position, but I also replace every other injured player. So the me being injured, then we're kind of stuck for positions. So I always feel that pressure of, okay, I have to keep playing. I have to be okay to play. When you were little, did you, do you remember feeling pain? Um, I, I know from one, the one very important moment I can remember from my childhood as well as when I still live with my mom. I, she was, I was maybe four, maybe, maybe just like just turned four. And she asked me to get something out of the oven. And I went over to the oven, opened the oven door and just stuck my hands into the oven and grabbed this tray out of the oven and burned like the in, like the down here and by like both sides of my hands. And I just took them out, put them on the thing. And oh my gosh. The oven door, like just closed the door and was like, okay. And went back and sat on the thing. And then she saw my hands and was like, what the hell did you do? You know? And I just never. Oh, wow. I mean, another time that happened, we used to go to church a lot. And my mum was big into the church. And I always used to go because my friends would go and we'd play football in this little pitch that they had for us. But we had these, we used this, there was a spiky post and a drain pipe and a brick wall behind. And we used that as a, we used that as a goal. And we used the post as a goal. And we were playing, I was playing goal. I've always played in goal. I'm too clumsy to, to play on the field. I always trip over the ball. So, and I dived to save this ball. And I smacked like right here on my head. Yeah. On the spiky post and cracked my head open. Blood pouring out of my head, gushing out of my head. And I was just wiping it off, carried on for about half an hour. My mom comes out to check on us and goes, what's happened to you? And there's just blood on my blood like all in my hair and it's all stuck in my hair and all up my sleeve. And then I got rushed to the A&E, but I just didn't realise. So I was just like, oh, okay. And brushed it off and carried on going. Well, that's potentially really, really dangerous, isn't it? It is very dangerous. I mean, it, it, it can cause some serious, serious damage, but it, it's, 
it's a sense of that person knowing that they know they do it. Like I, I know I do it. Like I know mm. I, like, I, sometimes I don't sense pain, but I, then I see it. Like I, because if I injure myself, I'm not going to feel it, but I'm going to see it. Yeah. If I see it, it's, it's whether I actually go, actually, I might need help for this or actually, you know what, I can just, I'll, I'll survive, <laughs> you know? Wow, that's really interesting. I have a very pain, very low pain threshold, like very, 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 very low. So um, I just, I can't imagine what that must have been like. Gosh, have your hands healed up? Oh, my hands are my hands are perfectly fine now. That's a good, like, 11 years of healing now, 11, 12 years of healing. So good. They're, they're all good, back to normal. Good. The, the joints are still all a bit, um, they all yeah. wiggle out of position, but I um, mean... My right Jacob's pinky. wiggling his hands and his fingers and showing me how they uh my right pinky isn't actually attached to its knuckle anymore it's kind of just there like the knuckle is above where the finger is so. yeah wow ouch but not ouch for you oh. <laughs> one of those that that label of naughty child was something I had immensely growing up it was always oh yeah you're just dust and you're just messing about like and I think even now the teachers know that but even now still because of like because of my condition it's not there's certain allowances that are made to help school uh make it uh an equal environment as a less stressful environment to make the it as comfortable it is for other students and i think other students see it as oh he's getting away with this he's getting away with that so I'm still I've still got that label within the students of oh he just gets away with everything he messes about and doesn't get told off for it because they don't see it now I have especially I know in my friend group they know so well and they're so interested in learning about this company and what my parents do and every time I explain it to them to different guys they they're rather like impressed by it and they go wow this is actually really handy and this makes a lot of sense because. That is the frustrating thing, isn't it, for you, in that you're literally doing the best that you can. And sometimes what can happen when there's frustration, it can boil over what can seemingly outwardly seem like a negative way. And then you can be labelled with a red card or maybe when you were younger as a naughty child. And it's really just not not what your aim is at all. You're not just having a temper tantrum the adults are getting better at it the kids still have a lot of learning because we work to educate everyone but that that whole the the first part is educating the adults and then i think it's also we need to educate my age group on this because i've got to live with those people around and they're still going to have labels they're still going to put labels on people so it's just about getting out to the adults so the adults can educate the children yeah i think knowledge is power isn't it and if you know um what what ways to interact with an individual what are triggers what would actually uh de-escalate a situation then that's the best thing to do isn't it and your your learning support they they know how to do that and your parents clearly do because they've set up FASD Ireland you are listening to the Sunflower Conversations with Paul and Chantal to learn more about the topics covered in today's podcast details are in the show notes just tell me a little bit about what FAS Island does. Um, I guess it's just working on getting it. It's it's such a common thing in Ireland due to the fact of back in maybe seventies, eighties, 
it was common for women to drink through pregnancy. It's just, okay, have a glass of red wine or Guinness for, for the iron for the babies. And it's, it, it was, it was just a thing that was done, but now it's also, it, it's about getting that message out and actually getting mothers of children to feel less guilty about actually accepting the fact that they did and that their child might need support. But I think it's, it's taking time here and the ministers and my parents are working really hard on getting it out there, you know, so dad's working really hard to, to get in that, that put out there and that we need to actually forget about this whole embarrassment, this whole like feeling guilty for doing it and accepting the fact that these things have happened and then working towards getting it recognized and just everyone accepting these facts. So that would be your message to any parents who are a bit concerned and are not maybe going forward for a diagnosis to get support for their child. Absolutely. I think it's, it's, that people need to get the diagnosis for their children because the wrong diagnosis can lead to the wrong medications and the wrong support and it's definitely it's going to be wasting support because it might not help at all in a, a single bit so it, it is really important that you get the diagnosis for what you have so a lot of it growing up misdiagnosis of adhd and also now i do have adhd but to a lesser degree there was never there was never an idea of oh, you might have FASD. It was always, it was always, oh, let's just go with ADHD. It's this the easy to just diagnose with just ADHD, ADHD. So that's another thing that dad's working for is getting that as one of the first diagnoses we get ticked off rather than going, oh, let's check ADHD first. If we check FASD first, then it's easy to go, actually, yeah, this person does or, you know, they don't, okay, maybe they do have ADHD. Whereas if you go through ADHD first, then to FASD, most of a lot of symptoms of FASD can be found in ADHD. So people are going to be going, oh, well, that's just ADHD. And then they don't actually go any further into looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they're doing fantastic work and that you're very proud of them. I'm very proud of them. It takes a it takes a lot of work and I can see the stress and the the time that they're putting into this. Like that is coming into work ridiculously early in the morning and leaving ridiculously late because he's so dedicated to getting the people that the people the help that they need and the support they need and both of them I mean after the the brain injury of my other father he's still getting back to work when when he was recovering from his injury he was still like how is work going is there anything with work I can help so they're really just adamant on getting this out there because they care so much yeah it's a real commitment well I mean you can see so you're you're doing well at school you're in a rugby team what are your um hopes for the future when you leave school um when I leave school I hope to go to college and study behavioral psychology wow yeah I and as a as a child with learning difficulties the amount of work that has to go into getting the grades needed for that and people have always been like growing up and like oh you're not gonna you're not going to make it through school and it's because you're always messing about and this, that, and the next thing. And I think uh, as a person that's gone through a lot of these situations, I, I want to work with children, especially, and children that have been through trauma as a child because of personal experience, because I can help with those things. It makes more sense to me to have a person who have, who's had those experiences and has all, had all the training, all of this, helps someone with that, rather than someone that's learned everything that they know out of a book. 
I couldn't agree more. I think lived experience is so valuable, isn't it? So that you have the empathy, you've got the understanding, you know exactly where that uh, young person is coming from. You know, you've can't, you've got the tools already, haven't you? It's key. I mean, there's really a lot of younger people want to relate to the people they're talking to. If you can relate to someone that you're talking to and go, actually, you know, this person actually understands and they know how I'm feeling. They're not just saying that like, they don't know. They, they know physically how it feels. They know mentally how it feels because they've been through all of it. Whereas a lot of the professionals, they know, they know what it's like from other experiences from other people, but they don't know what it's like to live it. They don't know what it's like to go through all that trauma and all that stress. So having FASD doesn't mean that you can't have a fulfilling life. It doesn't mean that you can't succeed in the things that you enjoy. Exactly. Definitely. Like it's the same as same as anyone else. You work for what you want. Yes, it's going to take extra time. You're going to need extra support. But if you put your mind to it, you will get where you want to. And I think that's another key thing. Determination. We, a lot of us are stubborn. We we just we, if we want something, we're going to get it. So it's, it's <laughs> is that a tra- is that one of the traits? Is it? I, I know that's definitely one of that's especially one of my traits. Is I've like I if I if I'm if I, someone has asked me to do something and I can do it, I will do it. Yes, it's going to take me longer. I'm going to have to put in more work, but I'm still going to get there. Yeah, well, that's it. If you've got the desire, the determination, nothing's going to stop you. I understand from your dad that you do a little bit of part-time work for FASD Ireland and Hidden Disability Sunflower. What things do you do when you're working? Um, I did some of the some of the media, so the TikToks and the other stuff for um, Hidden Disabilities Ireland, and I do a lot of the the postage for all of the stuff that comes through into into Ireland. So every order that's placed through FASD Ireland, it comes through our office, and I package it, make sure it's going to the right address, and then post it at the post office. So I do all the posting, the making sure it gets safely from the office to the post office, uh, and then the media for that and a lot of my stuff is in Copenhagen as like my a lot of the photos of the hidden disability are in Copenhagen and so I've done quite a lot of work with with these guys fantastic so um we've got FASD awareness um September 9th yes September the 9th yes and uh, that was another thing everybody is encouraged to support the uh, National FASD Awareness Day by wearing wet red shoes on the 9th of September. Brilliant. Okay, well, we'll make sure we try and get that message out to everyone. So um, we're going to come to the end of our chat. Um, what is the main thing that people around you can do to support you or somebody else with FASD, do you think? I think especially the one of the key things is time. Just be patient and give the, 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 all of the people like me we we can do it. We're capable of doing it. We just need that time to get there. And support is like, especially it's incredible to have the Sunflower Lanyard to help with that note so that people know that we might need extra time or need support in certain areas. So the the main thing that people can do is just give time and offer help if it's needed. Don't just immediately help. Don't go and try and take over. Just offer that help and that support. Because if, if that person needs it, they'll take it. If they can do it, they will do it you know but at least they know that they have someone that is going to help them that's brilliant thank you so much jacob i um hope that this has not been too tiring for you after your long day it's been okay 
Was there anything else that you wanted to say to share with people? I think just the the whole of the Sunflower Lanyard and FASD Island, we have a lot of products showing that. It's just if you see it, do offer your hand. Don't don't just overlook it because you never know how people might not show their people might not show their stress in a more like open way or their discomfort in an open way. Just if you see it, do offer your offer your help because you never know how anxious or how like uncomfortable somebody is in someone is in a certain situation. So just always offer your help and be kind. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, thank you very much, Jacob, and um, I look forward to sharing this podcast with everyone. If you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation, please email conversations at hiddendisabilitystore.com. Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hiddendisabilitystore.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Please help, have patience and show kindness to others and join us again soon. Making the invisible visible with the Hidden Disability Sunflower.